Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. We got a special treat here today. Uh, we got uh, our own old age who's going to be joining us on our on the porch. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, for old age, uh, there's a, a large part of our audience is, is European. As a matter of fact, uh, I think we really have only uh, two coherent commenters from America, uh, and that would be uh, Nine and, and Heretic Drama. Everybody else is from Europe. So uh, we, we want to give a, a want to do a little bit on Europe. And Rage is a citizen of both. Uh, well, he's not a citizen of France, but he's a property owner. He has a house in France, and he's a citizen of Germany. And uh, he would know better than... I would, or anybody else in America would, about what's going on in Europe. We've given you Romain Follini, uh, uh, who's, who's our man. He's, he's in France, and he's given you a written account. Uh, I, I feel what is going on in France is extremely important, uh, and it's not being covered enough on the alternative media. We've got a bunch of dumb shit, and they're not covering what they really should be covering, which me and Phil will get into later after all rage has finished talking. But right now, let's begin with the war in the Ukraine. I mean, Orage said something the other day that, that made a lot, a lot, you know, maybe stop and pause. You know, the reason nobody's using their airplanes in this, this war in the Ukraine is that tactically, the airplane has become obsolete. With the, the, the in the age of hypersonic missile and drones, uh, these, these guys they, they don't want to risk a billion dollar airplane that can get shot down with a ten thousand dollar missile or a five thousand dollar drone. That's why these planes are grounded. And uh, apparently, uh, what's going to happen? I think is is the airplane and this vaunted air force is going to go the same way of the battleship in, in the tw- early twentieth century. All the money they spent on building these things, and they're going to turn out to be as useless as tits on a bull. Uh, for, for, for further uh, elaboration, I'm going to give you a rage in Germany. Well, well hello there. <laughs> hello there. I'm, I'm sitting here and having my coffee. It's, it's a beautiful day, and it's uh, like uh, what we call Kaiserwetter, you know, the, the Kaiser's uh, special weather with just uh steel blue skies and and stuff and i just took a, a hike uh, a hike around the, the lake and it was beautiful just to get the spring energy going but yeah to on on, on the topic of, of airplanes i mean uh, you know this this campaign in the ukraine it's been uh, a, a thing of a, Adaptation. I mean, the the Soviet-made uh, airplanes that the Ukraine had. I mean, eighty percent of them were eliminated in in the first week and a half or so. You know, and and uh, they had some success with suppressing the the S three hundred system that the Ukraine had, but but uh, never to the point where they they could risk their their modern uh, mix and sues. Uh, I mean, the Russian side. Uh, in in air superiority way, I mean, so so they're they're doing some something now that's called uh, using us with standoff weapons. I mean, that that we uh, 
the the rockets and uh, using glide bombs uh, like Lunas and and optical system glide bombs because nobody can get really close uh, against a highly sophisticated integrated uh, air defense system and uh, you know as as dated as uh, the Ukraine side is it's still pretty formidable and it's based off uh, on the on the Soviet doctrine uh, and uh, and the Russians the same, you know, they've, they've, they've already shut down most of the helicopters and, and the fighter planes that they had. So any talk about uh, getting F-16s or anything else over there, I mean, they, they're they're dated stuff. They're, they're equivalent of the MiG-29s, uh, which is like early 80s, uh, late, yeah, kind of, kind of stuff. So... And the F-16 is also problematic because uh, it, it needs, oops, losing my mic there. Uh, uh, the F-16 is also problematic. It needs tarmacs that are uh, not available. <laughs> and so they would start from Poland. And if they start from Poland, you've got a whole other issue. Then uh, Poland, all of a sudden, the air, uh, airports uh, they start from become legitimate uh, targets. And Poland is NATO, and then you start uh, a whole different level of conflict. So that's a, a first. So, well, so far the Russians have refrained from, from striking at Poland. So, uh... right. I mean, all the stuff is going through Romania, and, and I mean, through the tunnels and, and uh, the railways from Poland, the stage, a huge staging ground. But I mean, it, it, if you if you strike from a from a non-participant country, yeah, I mean, if if a rocket is launched or an airplane is launched, according to international law, you, that that or, uh, point of origin becomes a legitimate target for revenge. I mean, you, 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 they can just destroy that airport or, you know, wherever it or, or originated from. So, and, and nothing can be done with, about it. I mean, that's just the laws of war internationally as they were developed. You know, so, so nobody's, uh, I mean, it's just theater. I mean, airplanes as, as, you know you're yeah. given almost the same summarization that, that Phil gave. You, you're both military guys. I'm the only uh, non-civilian here. You know, yeah. I, I was reading about Cuba. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm getting into history a lot in preparation to write the rest of this book. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm amazed at the, at the lack of education that, that we're, we're exhibiting here. Uh, mostly, mostly, like I told you, we have, I think we have two legitimate commenters so far uh, from America, uh, you know, that, that really know what's going And that's uh, Heretic and, and Nine. The rest of them, uh, I, I I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to even open the comment sections with some of the stuff they say. Uh, but in any case. Uh, Where, where's Bob at? Is still in this bunker? <laughs> Bob, no. Bob got mad at me because I, I, I got mad at him and I told him oh, to stop. Okay. Putting up stupid links and, and he yeah. call. he'll probably call me sooner or later. Either that, yeah. like you said, they 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 told uh, they told him he can't talk to me again. These this has happened before. We went years without communicating. Uh, uh, for those of you yeah. listening, Bob Bob works underneath the Denver International Airport, literally I mean, underneath. It's, it. 
<laughs> as you said, there are only certain people that are allowed to to comment. Even you know, I mean, if you look back in the years, so that's been going on for eight years with us. And we know that with lively, uh, lively, widely spread and, and intelligent comments. But uh, you know, it deteriorated a bit, and then now on Substack, there's a a newer community and a wide, bright broad and uh yeah it's eastern europe and, and central europe and and uh western europe uh, a lot of it and uh, some australians some canadians so it's 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 good to see you know so well, my, let's, my, let's, yeah. but my original point being that, that you know i'm amazed at, at, at the, the deterioration in, in the intellects here in america uh you know uh these guys, you know, the reason we had a 20th, uh, the 20th century was a century of warfare is because even in, in like places like East Asia, like Vietnam and Cambodia, these guys were all reading the classics, uh, Western classics. Uh, these people were all well-educated. That's how you got people like 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 Stalin, like like Pol Pot, like, like uh, well, even for instance, Hitler. These guys were all well-read. Uh, and we, we in America, we were able to at least comprehend what was going on, you know, going on with the culture that was coming out of Europe. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. No, now it's all the basket weaving and gender studies. Yes, I know. It's a, it's a sad it, affair. It is. It is. <laughs> that that's why I wanted to have you on here to, talk, you know, to comment a little commentary. Hopefully, some Americans will get to hear this. Uh, but jeez. Uh, well. Uh, Go I mean, ahead, uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, just to tell a little bit of my background, I mean, you know, I was born in Germany, yes, but I left Germany uh, twice already, or three times, three times, I don't know, uh, like, uh, spent uh, a lot of time in Denmark, and then uh, moved to the US, so, uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I'm, I used to call me Mid-Atlantic, because uh, I had feet on both sides of the Atlantic, but yeah, I guess it's still true. Yeah, tell, tell mean, them about uh, Hollywood. I still, I, hey, people, would you I, believe nah. this, this guy, this guy taught himself, he taught himself to speak English by watching movies. And listen, listen to him. You can't tell, you can't tell whether he's from England, America, uh, you would never guess that he was even, even German. And he taught himself just by watching movies. Go ahead, O'Rage. Yeah, what what do you you think I'm Arnold? Arnold? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger still can't speak English. You know, he's been <laughs> in this country forty years, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, I, I still have a very I have a soft spot for. I mean, of course, I grew up with American culture, and and like uh, like I said on the comments on Substack, uh, it it was the comics, and uh, you know we were very much Americanized here over here. I mean, all our products were some kind, kind of American. And it was uh, Coca-Cola and Elvis and, and jeans and, and what have not. And, uh, you know, uh, but, but as I said, it's, it's, it's more like the cinema noir and, and the classic writers of America that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still have a, a very soft spot in my in my heart you know so and uh, it's all gone i mean even even as plastic as some of it was you know the those are good writers 
and and oh, uh, yeah, we're going to burn all, all the Steinbeck books and Capote and Hemingway. We must burn all those books. Uh, all the stuff sex. of my youth. Yeah, toxic, I mean, the toxic masculinity. They're full of toxic masculinity. <laughs> but, well, why don't you go on with the more about this? This because I'd like to get Phil's input too on these. This yeah, let's uh, let's return to to the Ukraine campaign and and what what kind of happened. I mean, so so after the early phase, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, they, they shipped a lot of Stinger missiles uh, and and stuff. Some of them weren't really work in working condition, the uh, like batteries expired and and what have not. But there was another enough of a threat. I mean, even even through all the damage that the Russian had done to the the uh, air defense system of the Ukraine in the initial phase. You know, they they could never feel comfortable in in, in using their uh, uh, ground support aircraft, like the the Su twenty five. That's the the equivalent to the A ten uh, Warthog. You know, so I mean, like American style fighting was wasn't really valuable. The losses would be, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't worth the risk. And then uh, some. Su 27s, they're like F 15s, Fighting Eagle equivalent kind of thing, uh, were lost uh, due to friendly fire aircraft, and uh, both sides lost some some uh, some airplanes just through through air defense system shooting down everything around. So so uh, yeah, you haven't seen really much of of the classic uh, American style. You know, Air Force goes in and does everything. Yes, but let's be true. I mean, the American Air Force never went up against a, a solid, a solid air defense system. That, that not, not since the Luftwaffe, you know. Ne no, not, I mean, they've never fought a peer. Yeah, exactly. And and even then, they went in after everything was. I mean, the damage was done, and all the fighter pi pilots were lost, and they they're tossing sixteen year olds and M two sixty twos, you know. So uh, yeah, um, no, but but so as I said, this is a campaign of an adaptation, and uh, so so then they were using drones uh, in in a much more effective way. First, they were like just. Uh, uh, what what to have uh, in in the military already, and that I guess there was some resistance in the in the Russian military uh, using drones, but as as they shown uh, as spotters and and loitering munitions. I mean, so instead of uh, 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 attack support planes, you would now have uh, things like loitering munitions that seek out individual targets, uh, like the Lancet. They they have like a three kilogram to five kilogram warhead and they last about forty five minutes or or so and they're cheap you know they're a couple thousand euros and they can take take out a seventy million uh, howitzer system or a tank or a main battle tank or anything else that annoys and the com uh, combined with the uh, the, the ever present uh, drones that watch the skies and guide them, you know, they they can just find hardened targets or right. hard to hit targets. But but I mean, I read up on stuff uh, like like I read up on a lot of stuff. Uh, just get a 
varied input and 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 uh, not because I do weapons porn, but but I want to uh, understand the strategic and the tactical implementations and and what's what's going on. You know, I mean, as yeah. I mean, otherwise it's more our 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 general interest is is. is uh, the much wider picture, but but uh, it, it it helps to understand the, the situation on the ground when when you I mean when you look up stuff like this. So well, I mean, it's definitely. Yeah. Let, let me kind of go forward with that. Yeah. Uh, my thirty thousand foot view is off the shelf equipment, uh, stuff that's readily available. Cheap drones that'll carry 10 kilos. Um, that is going to be modified as a useful tool. Simple as that. We saw that saw that in Iraq, Afghanistan. You know, it's tested using special forces um, as an example, a uh, modification to an M4 rifle. That modification once adopted is very, very effective. Like using a red dot site instead of open sites. And so that's what we're seeing is you talked in the beginning about the old equipment. Well, of course they were getting all their equipment from the NATO partners. And the NATO partners have had that stuff sitting on the shelf for 40 years. And now they're bringing it out. Oh. And, and nobody's replacing those pieces of equipment when they're sitting on a shelf. And right. so now they're in a situation where they don't have anything on the shelf anymore, and none of the manufacturers can feed it up. Right, because the West Right. I mean, the West doesn't have the production capabilities anymore. You know, I mean, they've fired everything. It was all stored. Yeah, I mean, and the the the, the stuff is uh, used up. I mean, you know, whatever was useful. I mean, the this this war of attrition is. Uh, yeah, I mean, all the shelves are empty. I mean, if 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 a major conflict happened in Europe now, we would have nothing left to defend ourselves because we send it all to Ukraine, and there's no uh, industrial cap capacity. There's no industrial capacity anymore. You know, their policy they don't want to have industry in America exactly. or in Europe. Uh, right. You know, and they fired all the skilled workers, and now they're scrambling to to get them back. You know, <laughs> good luck with that. You know, this yep, makes, exactly. needs two it needs two to three years just to build the stuff, and then it needs five years to, to train. Uh, really, I mean, I don't know. You you guys probably need a trace skill school system built from the ground up. We still have that in Germany. You know, it's uh it's very effective. You know, instead of going to university, you learn, you do a three-year and, and learn a trade skill. So you could use uh, CNC-guided systems and, and stuff like this, uh, build various complex machinery and, and so on. And it's uh, fairly, fairly adaptable. But, you know, I mean... That's, you that's, know, the that's where I'm uh, Because in, the, in this country, we still have trade schools as well. 
Uh, the yeah. issue with that is the push from the top down, everybody go to college, everybody go to college. And you right, got, it's poo-pooed upon. It's it's not. Uh, exactly. There's no value in it, you know. And yep, if you exactly. follow follow trend as a, as a youth, you go to college, get drunk, and and you know get a you know a degree that you you get a quarter million in debt for, yeah, you, and then you, you, you want to have payoffs. You know, <laughs> you learn to pass paper around in circles right, in college. That's right, exactly. At least at least uh, in America, I have a feeling that. Uh, the Chinese or, or a Russian education is probably a little different, but I wouldn't know. Uh, but I suspect it is. Uh, I mean, they're, they're focusing very heavily on skills and what they call real-world values, you know, like where you actually produce something and not push hot air around, you know. So that's uh, when they have the, the means of production and they have the resources, you know, and and uh, and this people train to it. I mean, and there's really no competition. Yeah. Well, the look, that's is... what happened at the beginning of World War II. Um, the, the Americans didn't have a, a military-industrial complex per se. What yeah. they had was all the factories. Right. And all they had to do was get a, a plan from an engineer, and they had it in production in a couple of months. Yeah, they refit them to build from. They go from trucks to tanks very quickly. Yeah, uh, but but all of that was uh, transferred over to China in the nineties and made Mexican borderlands and stuff. I mean, there's no Detroit anymore. There's not even steel mills or, or anything like that. You know, any factories you have in the U.S. are all assembly plants. They get. Everything delivered just in time over the Atlantic and over the Pacific, you know. So, so you, I read that they don't even make uh, <laughs> like uh, the parts for all the machinery, you know, even for the military is all coming from China, you know. So, so what's that for a strategic level if you want to seek a conflict with China and and your own production depends on it, uh, you know? <laughs> it might uh, might be hard for our European audience to even understand how it's gotten here in America because I was in when I was in Germany with you and Austria and oh uh, Holland too uh, they yeah. <laughs> the towns are based around industry I mean uh, in Vienna everybody has a uniform they have like uh, different colored uniforms for what industry they work in and stuff but you know the, the bell rings to go to work at eight in the morning, seven in the morning. And these people go and they produce things all day. It doesn't work that way here in America anymore. Uh, you know, most people are looking looking at uh, for the mailman to see if he's got that government check. Uh, and uh, when they're not, they're pushing paper around in circles and living in a mansion and feeling entitled, uh, which is uh, you know uh, we're about to. All the stuff that happened in the early 20th century, uh, I mean, you know, the paper pushes and and, and the non-producers has taken the part of the uh, place of the bourgeoisie and, and the autocrats. Uh, and uh, anyway, I, I think what we're going to see, and I was going to say what, what I fear is what we're going to see, and I don't really fear it. I, I think I hope hope it happens is, is a bloodbath. Uh, because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, I mean, we've had, I've had as an American, I've had basically enough of them. They've chased me out of my state. 
They've chased me from three different professions now. I was a right. fisherman. I was a landscaper. I, I, you know, everything I do, they've chased me out of it. And now I can't even write that they're trying to censor me out of writing. I hope they get what they have coming. Because you know what? Your McMansion is not worth one piece of solid literature. Not every McMansion in this country is not worth one good essay. You are nothing. You, 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 you are as a, the, the animals, at least the animals produce food and the plants produce food. You produce nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they, they feel threatened by it. You know, they feel threatened by creativity. They feel threatened by productivity. They feel threatened by it because it exposes their own, uh, you know, mediocrity. <laughs> And and uh, you know what what so 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 they want to drag everybody else down to to that level you know <laughs> okay well uh, I get a little note where where we've been a little over the place we started in the Ukraine and and got through the the wide view already and how but it is I mean. To wrap it up, uh, let's say it's 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 a conflict, not military. It's a it's a conflict that is uh, the producing and life pro life forces against the rent seekers, if you want to see, or you can say uh, the producing people finally had enough of of the people that that don't do anything, and uh, we'll see. Rent seeking. That was the word I was looking for. That's what we Americans Let's see. see. If, I mean, uh, Europe is still too busy working to really wrap their heads around it. But if they they threaten the livelihood and 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 threaten to take away everything that people have worked for in generations, you know, then uh, you know uh, that's get the stuff in France and 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 Portugal and Spain and Germany the strikes and, and Netherlands and stuff you know even more on a, on a bigger scale if they push uh, hard enough I, I think you'll you'll see the rest of the people like yeah we stop uh, wiping your asses we stop stop uh, doing your gardens we stop producing uh, what what you need and then uh, you see how long your 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 stuff is gonna last you know I hope you have products of long shelf life because uh, your comfortable Apple products and whatever they're not going to be there anymore you know so yep and we'll take that up in the next segment uh, when we talk about basic things right me and Phil are going to well I'm going to dismiss you now you can go okay Ore just told me it's a beautiful day in Germany you know and the sun's yeah, out and my sister just came with the first ah, strawberry, so go get strawberries some, of the year. So thank you, and uh, go, we'll do this go again get a sometime. Beer. Go get yeah. some of that monk beer, man. I missed that. Yeah. Still got a cellar full of it, man? <laughs> yep, yep, of course. I'll, I'll right. be there. I'll fix that soon. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Rage. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, Article 686. Article 686 has got to be uh, discussed here in America. Uh, Our European audience, this is not going to affect you in any way, but it may interest you to know, uh, considering the uh, the illiteracy rate in America, and I don't consider uh, uh, reading the New York Times or or, or, uh, 
uh, reading the New York Times bestseller list, the garbage that's on there. I don't consider that literate at all. Uh, that, as a matter of fact, I will do, to quickly make you illiterate if you read those books. They they, reckon, they, they make a big deal about those books. Uh, nobody would have read those books 20 years ago, let alone 30 or 40. Uh, but uh, what they want to do is further is is further stupid stupefy the American public. Uh, this is nothing but an underhanded bid to censor the internet uh, for Americans. Uh, I was listening to two guys that the Sage Quay put up the other day. There was only a two minute segment, but the guy brought up a great point. If they want to, if they want to ban TikTok, and it's a, I, I think it's a good idea. I, I, actually, really, I don't think any kind of censorship is a good idea. But if you're going to censor something, by all means, go censor TikTok. Uh, that it stupefied an entire generation, as Tucker Carlson showed on his on his uh, his uh, skit there. Uh, that's not what they, uh, they, they. TikTok has a different name in China, and they don't see the the vulgar, stupid girls acting like morons. They they should be beaten by their fathers for acting like that. That's not what China sees. China, this is like China, uh, TikTok is like China's own version of YouTube. What they show us is, is just. Uh, crass, vulgar, obscene, uh, uh, anything to lower the mentality uh, of the uh, uh, American mentality. And, and really, it, it, they should be firewalled out. And India saw this a while ago. Uh, India managed to ban uh, TikTok with one sentence. Why does our Congress and our Senate need, uh, I don't know, 55 pages, 55 pages to ban TikTok? Uh, Phil is more like up on legal, the legal leads behind all this. So I'm going to turn it over to him. Bill, uh, Phil, go ahead. Well, I'm going to start with um, nowhere in this bill, even though all of the media, all the propaganda outlets, all the politicians are saying this is a TikTok bill. They, the propaganda is to get support by, because just what you said, Everybody wants TikTok banned because of the, the offensive, crazy shit that goes on on TikTok. Um, so they're using it to their advantage. I'm going to uh, do a couple of things. I'm going to read a little bit from the bill, and then maybe we can discuss this here, and then we'll discuss it in the comments. Um, the name of the bill is Senate Bill 686. And it is to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries. That's cool. Okay, so you can't have a tra transaction. But that carries on because when it says foreign adversaries, there's a comma. And the bill says, and for other purposes. That's always a, a big red flag because it's non-specific. So, um, you know, they talk about covered holdings and, and covered transactions, things that are covered by the bill. Um, and you, the listener, who might be connected in, I don't know, Russia. We have listeners and commenters from Russia. Um, you would be an entity because you're a member of an organization 
um, that organization being the Russian people or the Chinese people or the Venezuelan people or whoever the Secretary of Commerce in conjunction with other governmental departments is a threat, a foreign threat to the United States. If you're a person of that country, you would be an entity that is a threat. Um, within the country, our country, we would be considered a threat, or could be, um, based upon the things I've seen from the FBI and so on, there were people who talk against what our government is doing, they're considering terrorists, well, then all the Secretary of Commerce would have to do is say, hey, Department of Defense, NSA, do you think these people are, are a threat? Okay, then they fall under this law. Um, let's talk about what information and communications technology products are. Paragraph 11, starting on page 7, number line 16. The term information and communications technology products or services means any hardware, software, or other product or service primarily intended to fulfill or enable the function of information or data processing, storage, retrieval, or communications by electronic means, including transmission, storage, and display. That's everything. Everything in the electronic world today is covered under this bill. Uh, then we go a little farther down and we talk about addressing information and communications technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk. Does TikTok provide an unacceptable risk to our nation? Is it a security risk that we have TikTok allowed in the United States? If you want to ban TikTok from the United States, say ban TikTok from the United States. Do not talk about the uh, entire users of the internet and all the equipment and all the equipment manufacturers in the same breath as TikTok. That's what they're doing. Um, this in this particular paragraph, section three, they're talking about. Um, anybody who, okay, let's, let's go here and read it. The secretary in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering, entering into or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the Secretary determines poses an undue or unacceptable risk of sabotage or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, there's a big one for operators sitting at a keyboard talking on the internet or maintenance of the information and communication technology products and services in the United States. Um, the other thing they're going to look at with regard to that is 
interfering in or altering the result or reported result of a federal election as determined in coordination with the Attorney General, the Director of National Intelligence, and all the other secretaries. Um, so what they're saying there is if you happen to post something on Twitter or your Facebook page, you could be considered for this act for civil or um, other criminal prosecutions. Go ahead. Brief interjection there, because uh, Phil had discussed this with me before. Uh, interference with an election. Now, it seems to me that they may be motivated by trying to head uh, Robert Kennedy off at the pass. Uh, he's not going to be uh, win the nomination for the Democratic Party. So what are they telling us? If if a third, if he should decide to split, as he certainly should decide to split into a third party, uh, third party will not be allowed to campaign. They'll be interfering with an election. I, I can't support Robert <coughs> Kennedy. I have to I have to support the Uniparty, either Democrat or Republican. Those candidates I'm given, I I, I really feel. That they're anticipating, and I've already anticipated that that Robert Kennedy will have to start his own political party, and they probably anticipated the same thing, and uh, they're they're trying to head him off at the pass. Go ahead, Phil. Well, here here's where I see this going at this point, um, especially with the federal election thing. They're trying to combine all of the Dominion voting machines and, and the fact that the Dominion data was transmitted to the Ukraine or Hungary or some such place, and then it went to the secretaries of state, and the secretaries of state got the data illegally before, uh, open data illegally before it was certified and so on and so forth. Um, but to, to make your point, or make my point, they've already gone after people who tweeted in the 2016 elections sent out just a tweet on Twitter. They're going after them for election interference. They, I saw it last week. Well, they've indicted the duly elected president. Okay. So here's the section two of this particular, uh, or paragraph two of section three. And this is where it gets real touchy. And, and again, we're t what we're talking about is um, if the secretary determines with consultation with others that you are in some way one of these things, they can bring the full force of the United States government down on you. Let's read this last one. Or otherwise poses an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the safety of the United States persons. So if, if an attorney general in the state of New York decides that you sending out tweets on your Twitter account poses an unacceptable risk to the national security, they will bring under this law every bit of the United States might and power through the legal and judicial system right down on your head. That's what that's, that particular paragraph means. Um, 
and it comes a little farther and it says, in general, the secretary shall identify and refer to the president any covered holding that the secretary determines in consultation with the relative executive department and agency head poses an undue or an unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the security of the safety of the United States persons. What this does, it, it, the Secretary of Commerce gives it to the president. The president says, well, that looks like somebody we need to prosecute. Oh, let's see, Robert Kennedy. Um, we don't like what he's saying. So we'll send it to the president. And the president, of course, that's his competitor in an upcoming election. He goes, well, I don't like what he's saying either. Well, that's a national security threat. They bring the full force of the United States federal government to bear on that person as a security threat. Um, so let me go down here a little farther. The rest of it is procedures that they have to go through to identify the threats and, and, I, and make them a threat. And then they identify that threat to Congress. And if Congress says, yeah, we think that's a threat, then it will be up to the president to send it off to an attorney general to prosecute. That's what that had. Everything, pages and pages of procedure. It doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. But what it does come down to in the end is judicial reviews and Freedom of Information Acts and what it, how this law is excluded from, quote, transparency. Uh, and, and the primary point here is they are making a way that we as American people, if we fall under this act because we are deemed to be a threat in some way or, or form, um, you get a million followers. Who has a million followers out there? Tucker Carlson, uh, Alex Jones, all of these different people have all kinds of, of followers, well over a million followers. Well, they, under this law, could be considered a threat. And then, once they've uh, gone to court, and the court has done what the court's going to do, um, and it goes for judicial review, the, judi the judiciary is limited in their allowable review and what they're allowed to release. And then we come to the inapplicability, doesn't say applicability, but inapplicability of FOIA. Any information submitted to the federal government by a party to a covered transaction in accordance with this act, as well as any information the federal government may create relating to review of the covered transaction is exempt from disclosure under Section 552 of Title V United States Code, commonly referred to as the Freedom of Information Act. So they have totally shut off. It's unprecedented. Yes. Unprecedented. Uh, that, no, that's all I wanted to say because I'm, gl I'm glad Phil brought that, that Freedom of Information Act because that's another thing. People uh, that I'm hearing that this has never been done before, that you can't, you can't, uh, you can't even a uh, launch a FOIA. Uh, what are they saying? They're saying it is because we say so and don't exactly. ask any questions. Exactly. Don't ask us and any questions. And you can't see what we brought up. I mean, what is this now? Uh, 
what are we, five-year-olds now? Uh, you know. Uh, what, what happened to the First Amendment? Uh, obviously, they, they don't acknowledge it anymore. Well, they're certainly not with this bill in any way. Um, and you have to think that we have many, many, many different ways in which the American people are self-censoring. Um, if I don't like what's on TikTok, I don't go to TikTok. If I don't like what somebody that I used to follow or, or was going to follow or did follow on Twitter, I unfollow them. If I don't like what I see on TV on channel 33, I click the channel down to channel 10. Um, and whether it's the commercials I don't like or the content, I can change channels. I can do the same thing on the internet. I can change channels. I go from one YouTube channel to another YouTube channel. Um, the FCC's involved, firewalls, censorship, monitoring, all of these things are in this bill. And when you look a little deeper, how do they know any of this about a, an entity that might be a threat? Well, of course they know it because they've got people monitoring it. And not only do they have the NSA, but they've got NSA equipment and analysts and all the other three-letter agencies that have access to every single email, every single tweet, everything that goes across the Internet. They've got that. What they're trying to do is hide how they determine what the threats are. And, and I'll go back to the self-censorship side of that for a second. Um, I remember a huge fight with regard to censorship. And it, and it had to do with Larry Flint. I remember that. Everybody yeah. remember Larry Flint yeah. and Hustler Magazine. And then they went to court and went to court, and I believe Hustler Magazine is still available to this day this. because he won his freedom of speech action against the federal government. He ends up getting assassinated. But was he got shot, yes. Yeah. There was an assassination attempt, and he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Uh, but the history of the fight against censorship and the, the blocking of people being able to communicate, is there's a precedent there. There are many, many precedents there. And if you look at this bill and, and you pick out those generalizations, like for other purposes, and then you look a little farther and you see that all of the electronics monitoring agencies are part of this, feeding information to the Secretary of Commerce. And then they shut off the judiciary and they shut off FOIA requests. Now you see totalitarianism in place between the Secretary of Commerce and his boss, the president. And that's where we're, this bill has gone too far um, because it shuts everybody off except those feeding the president who says, yep, that looks like that is against the law. But when he's, what he's really saying behind his hand is, I don't like these people. You go after them, Secretary of Commerce. And when you go after them, you're going to find a crime. And we can pin it under this if we want to. And that's what I'm seeing. Um, when you look at 
and you, and you extrapolate out a virtual private network or uh, secure emails, emails like ProtonMail, um, that stops those agencies from being able to monitor you. A virtual private network stops you from be, being able to be monitored when you're chatting across a computer or doing a Zoom call. If you do it over a virtual private network, they can't listen, they can't watch. And this bill will shut those down. It's quite capable of being able to shut down your privacy, individual privacy as, a, as an American citizen. This bill can shut that down. And, and that's what I'm seeing when I read it. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what our response could be at this point outside of uh, the French response to, the, uh, uh, to them uh, right now. Uh, it seems legislation is no longer, uh, we have no say-so at all in our legislation anymore. They just try to sneak these bills through uh, with all, all the uh, coattails on the bottom. Uh, uh, they package it so it looks, oh, yeah, get rid of TikTok. Yeah, good. Yeah, we'll get rid of everybody else. And like I said, to, to me, this looks like they are attempting to head Robert Kennedy Jr. off at the pass. He, he is going to bring up stuff in his campaign that is going to incriminate Dr. Fauci, Peter Danzak, uh, we, I can keep going, uh, Bill Gates. Uh, all of these powerful and important people are going to have big problems if Kennedy campaigns the way he's been uh, uh, activist over the past two or three years. Uh, they don't want that coming out in a political campaign. And uh, as, far as, uh, as far as I see it, this is, is, is a preemptive strike against Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, uh, campaign or, or t uh, presidential uh, campaign. Uh, as far as it, uh, it pertains to me, you know what? Sometimes, I was just telling Phil this before, I, I, I'm almost sorry I chose this path, this, this path of getting involved with politics and stuff. I could have done, I could have done gangster, uh, gangster uh, videos. I could have done fishing videos. I watch these things. I see these guys get hundred thousand views. Shit, shit, I'll make a better gangster video than uh, 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 Mikey Franchisi. I, I love him and all that, but I see he's afraid to mention some people's names. He's afraid to say certain things. I'm not. I will throw everybody's name out there. And you know what? I'll be the only one doing those videos that never talk. I never talk to the police. Hey, look me up. There's a character named after me in, in The Sopranos, okay? An enforcer, George Esposito. That's me, okay? I, I, I got the credentials. I got better credentials than any of these guys. Well, probably the, the government witnesses. Uh, so uh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I have to take it to another avenue, I'll probably make a lot more money than I'm making now. I will probably get off my back. They, uh, what are they going to censor? I'll get me a fly rod and start doing fishing videos. Uh, I, I love this. There's a guy doing them around here in Tennessee now. Uh, I, I love watching that stuff. It's so relaxing. And he has 50,000, 60,000 views. You know, raking in money on YouTube and no, never utter another word about politics again. Because as far as I'm concerned, Americans have really all let me down. Uh, I've suffered for eight years under their uh, under their whip. And, uh, you know, you, what do you give me? You give me you give me Alex Jones? You give me uh, Stu Peters? You give me Maria Z? Uh, please, please. Uh, 
maybe I should find a different avenue, but it would be a real shame if Robert Kennedy Jr., the, uh, I mean, if it was, it is not allowed to run in, in the next election and say what he needs to say. That would, be, that would be the final straw that breaks America's back. I'm done. <laughs> well, uh, going back to the First Amendment, and in our show prep yesterday, Jack and I talked about this um, at some length with regard to um, free speech, the First Amendment, and how that can be exercised. If they pass a law like this, boycotting television or boycotting websites like the Microsoft site or the Google sites, those things that are feeding us, boycotting TikTok, um, will be unavailable to us. Historically, we have seen for years and years that a, a sponsor boycott will change a television program. And, and in, a, in the case of today, the sponsors and the advertising agencies are even worse than the producers of, of TV programming. They're driving through their advertising and being, quote, woke in their advertising. They're driving the, the direction of the nation. And so it, it all comes back to following the money. You can change the channel. You can unfollow. You can stop watching. But they're not going to stop trying to drive the narrative through those electronic means uh, until enough people unfollow and don't, don't even care about it. Uh, my concern and, and Jack's concern and the concern of everybody that pops up in, the, in one of our comment sections at one time or another is about our children and our grandchildren and in some cases great-grandchildren. They don't have the alternatives unless mom and dad are right there clicking the filter button, giving them a cell phone that has a password-protected filter on it. Um, those kinds of things are available. That's another thing. I, I, you, know, uh, you, you know, your kids, your parents out there, what are you doing? Uh, as Phil as say, is saying, you, you know, you can block those things on your TV. You don't have to, your kids don't have to have access to this garbage. Uh, it shouldn't even be up to the Senate or the Congress to have to do this. You, you, what do you do as parents? What do you do as parents? Taking responsibility is something that they have taken away from the American public. And, of course, people are inherently... Uh, lazy when it comes to, well, if I don't have to work, I'm not going to work. And whether that work be child rearing, providing for themselves other than going and getting a check from the government every month, you know, all of these different things feed into this same inherent problem with our society is lack of responsibility on the part of individuals. And we are the individuals. It is our job to bend the universe to our will, but not at the expense of someone else. I just look around today and I see the way parents, uh, you know, uh, it gets so you go in a restaurant or a store and there's a kid in there screaming and yelling, I got to get out of there, I can't take that. 
I raised two kids myself. That that behavior was unacceptable. Uh, you know, they threw a tantrum in the store. They got dragged out of the store. I didn't leave them in the middle of the store. Yeah. Whack. Yeah. Well, I didn't even have to do that. I just dra- dragged them out. I dragged them out. Get out. Get out. And I dragged them out. Uh, that was it. That was it. Uh, I, I never. My kids always behaved like two little angels, and, and that's the way I taught them to behave. I don't see it anymore. I don't see, uh, especially these big fat women with the kids, and, uh, and the kids are like feral. They're feral. And it's not indigenous to any racial group either. You say, oh, that's blacks, that's Spanish, that's whites. No, it's all, every nation, they all act that way. I think the only respectful children are are the Asian children, really. Uh, You don't see them doing this crap. But the rest, (laughs) go ahead, Phil. Well, um, the only thing, and and I hate to say that it, it, at least at this point, with a short consideration on this particular bill. Um, If you feel like it and you're a U.S. citizen, you can let your um, representation know what you think of it based upon your own analysis. If you do a uh, search for Senate 686 or the Restrict Act, the first thing that comes up is the bill in, in Congress, so you can read it for yourself. Do your own analysis of it. Uh, we're in a situation that is going to be really tough. Um, if this passes, it's just the first step to totally shutting down free communications across the internet um, with our within our country. And we'll, as Jack said, we really don't have a good solution to go against this bill at the moment until we've had that. Well. We may get that in the comment section. We'll see. Um, for this week, we uh, thank O'Rage for his uh, introduction to our uh, podcast. And you'll be hearing more from him as a, as a partner of Jack Hart for many years. And uh, we thank you for listening and hope you like and share. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Beach. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.